Welcome to another episode of the Overflow Christ Sees You podcast. My name is Ian Warner, and I am the community pastor here at Cottage Grove Church. And I'm here with Danny Magalato, and I'm super excited to have her on. She does not go to Cottage Grove. She goes to another church in town, um, but I think has a perspective and just a view that I think can can be very beneficial for our church. So, uh, Danny, thank you for, for coming on. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you for having me. So uh, I always start off by talking about, you know, why I bring guests on so the audience knows. And uh, so I got introduced to you through uh, Juwan, who goes to, to Cottage Grove. And um, he said that you were you and a friend were wanting to start a podcast, uh, kind of similar to this one, and uh, wanted to meet up to just know and just hear more about, yeah. you know, how we started it and why and, and whatnot. So we met at Mars Cafe. And while we were there, you opened up about being from the Philippines and how uh, things, yeah, you just noticed the church is very different here in, in certain ways. And um, yeah, it was just very interesting. And, and the way you just were vulnerable and um, you almost got a little emotional, like quickly. And it was like, it was just really cool to see like your passion for for, for, for what you're doing and whatnot. So um, uh, I would love to start off by just talking about some of those differences that you noticed when you move from the Philippines to the United States, Des Moines, Iowa, and you're trying to find a church and you're getting one, uh, what was different? Yeah. So I mentioned to you, um, Philippines is the only Christian country in Asia. Mm -hmm. I mean, there are Christians other than the Philippines, but like the country itself, it's only the Philippines that's considered as a Christian country. So it's very open there. Um, um, the worship services are so alive. Like, People don't um, are not shy raising their hands. There will be Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit parties, um, baptism here and there, and it the feeling, the warmth is just there. The community, and especially in church, it's there. And not that it's not here, but it's just uh, it's warmer. Just different. It's different. Yeah, yeah, and and also acknowledging to. Filipino people are some of the warmest people. They're yeah. very family oriented, very loving, mm -hmm. very caring, very self-sacrificial. Right. Um, so that only adds to when you have a culture of people right. who are like that. And then also, you know, the love of Christ, like the outpouring of that, like yeah. loving nature is just, it's, it's, it's just different than it is here. It is. And that's one thing I thought about too, in the first couple of months, maybe it's just culture because they're one little tiny house, probably house, Four families, mm -hmm. seriously, mm -hmm. like we're sardines there. Here, it's like there's so much space. People are far away from each other or they like living alone and it's busier here. So I think that's one factor I thought about. Are you from Manila? Yeah. Okay. Manila is packed. It is packed. Man, <laughs> traffic. Whew. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you, you you find church here. What, again... What are some some more of those things that you notice right away? Like, wow, this is just this is just different. Well, first of all, I came here during specifically in Des Moines during COVID, mm -hmm. so it was quiet. Um, by the time the church resumed, the people felt like just so timid, especially in worship. I don't feel the hunger, the passion. To really just raise your hands, be all out, and be worshiping God. I felt like people were conscious. That's 
that's why I felt like I don't know if it is what it is or and I was also thinking is it just the denomination is it just again culture the way people worship differently because I like what you mentioned Africa they dance they they love dancing mm-hmm. and I have a friend in our work and he, his specific church is the same like they would love like you go to their church they dance totally dance uh, so I don't know if it, that's culture too um prayer is another thing that I've been passionate about especially in the past year people here at least the groups that I've been in are very conservative in terms of prayer there was one point God I felt like God was saying ask them about their prayer request so I asked anything that I can pray for you nobody texted me back <laughs> I'm like what yeah. Do this in the yeah. Philippines. They text you. They give you an essay. Mm-hmm. Please pray for this, 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 this. Yep. Here I'm like, oh, is it is your life going so good that we don't need to pray about anything? Mm-hmm. That surprised me. So people listening to this know, like, leading connection groups, right? You will have. You'll get to the end. You'll say, "Hey, prayer request." Silence. Yes. And I, I and the first time I experienced that, and even and it was even crazier because then when people did have a something to that they wanted prayer for it was almost always someone else right. or something and i'm like well i get that you want to pray for your grandma but like and we'll pray for her but what yeah. about you yeah. like what is your soul wrestling with what are right. you struggling with what sin are, are you living in right. what is hard what do you need jesus for and it was just crickets mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. i was like huh that is that's different so why why do you think that is that people from where you're from, man, you ask them to pray, they got a, a whole page yeah. full of prayer requests, but then you ask people here and there and people are are they, you know they have needs but they're not willing yeah. to uh, put those out there. Why do you think that is? Uh, I'm still trying to figure it out, but what I've learned so far, especially after hearing a podcast from. Jenny Allen. I don't know if you know her. Jenny Allen. She interviewed a pastor. He is called Pastor X because he can't be named. He's a missionary in Iran. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, that's a podcast that really stirred my heart towards like really changing the culture here and making an impact. Um, this pastor said she he married a girl from Iran. Brought the girl here. That girl, that lady, um, started the home churches in Iran. Um, and Iran is a Muslim country, right? You cannot be a Christian there, else you'll be killed. So he takes his wife here, and the wife says, um, after three months, I think, she's like, take me back to Iran. And the husband was like, why? This It's safer here. You have all you need here. Why do you want to go back there? It's more dangerous. She's like, can you not feel it? There's a satanic lullaby. That it's putting Christians to sleep here. I actually listened to that podcast. I know what I know what you're talking yeah. about because they distorted his voice, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. And as soon as I heard that, I started bawling. Mm. It's like it. It felt. It felt like it put language into what I was feeling when I moved here because I didn't know. I thought I was just homesick. I thought it was culture. I thought it was so many different things. But when that girl said it, I'm like, huh, that's what it is. And I started bawling and I prayed to God. I'm like, God, what do you want me to do? I don't, <laughs> do you want me to go to Iran? <laughs> it's like, no, it's not like, what do you want me to do again? I'm not anyone. Like what I said, I'm not anything here yet, at least for now. Um, but 
I just started praying and I didn't get an answer right away, but God said like just um awaken. That's the word, awaken. Um Yeah, so I think and Pastor X mentioned um a lot of the there's a lot of distractions here in the US. As simple as Netflix. And I experienced it because I'm here, I'm just alone. So I, whenever I just want to spend uh, spend time doing just relaxing it's Netflix and you get zoned in on it. Um, money also, because mm-hmm. people are living comfortable here. There's no desperation. People in the Philippines, we're not the richest. We're a poor country, a developing country. So there is a certain level of desperation. There is a need. That there's nowhere else you can go by God. I think there's that's le- that that level of um, yeah desperation. I think is the word for it. There's a blessing in, and this is so for me being the community pastor here. One thing I am trying to constantly help people to see is that there's a blessing in not having. Right. There's a blessing in going without, um, because you it, it helps to focus you on the things that matter. Like even if something simple right now in my house, we don't have AC and I find myself more thinking about God because it's like I'm hot. <laughs> and I'm just like, man, it got hot so fast. Yeah. And um, But we tend to, our, our answers to so many things tend to be, someone doesn't have money. If you just give them money, everything will be okay. Instead of saying, if we just give them Jesus, yeah. everything will, will, will be okay. And yeah. um, I, man, I, I, I told you I had a virtual assistant that worked for me from, from the Philippines since 2015. And I truly feel like we are family. Like she doesn't work for me anymore. I still check on her. I still pray for her. She still thinks about me and prays for my family. And, um, but that desperation you're talking about is, is missing here in so many, in so many ways. And it's crazy. Cause I forgot about that podcast, but when you said that satanic lullaby, I think anybody who actually listened to that podcast that had to rock you yeah. because we, you know, it's a satanic, satanic lullaby because people here don't even like talking about Satan or talking about, yeah. about demonic presence. They don't even like, if you mention it, it's like, whoa, Weird. whoa, yeah. don't, don't, uh, don't, 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 <laughs> don't, don't go there. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't put that, don't, don't put that on me. And like, that's exactly what the devil wants is us to just act like everything's okay. Yeah. He doesn't exist. And we can just go along living yeah. our, our, our lives as if everything's all good. Yeah, and a lot of Christians think that, oh, if it's a satanic attack, it's going to be, oh, this big wild thing. But no, Satan is strategic. Um, he's He will come at you. You don't know if you're not fully aware and if your eyes aren't open. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the strategies he's doing here in um, the Western world. Yeah. So you, you wanted to start a podcast what was the whole reasoning for why you wanted to start a podcast or why you were even thinking about it? Aside from my friend saying it's a millennial thing. Um, no. no, so I was doing a quiet time. Um, one night I was reading um, the part where they were marching around the Jericho walls, Joshua and his armies. Um, and then after the seventh round, God told Joshua, shout, right? Um, so he shouted, and that's when the walls broke down. And that just, um, I felt like God was impressing on me. That shout in this present time means let your voice be heard. Let your story be heard. So that that walls, 
that whatever the Christians are um, getting hindered by, that walls of not being vulnerable, break it down. Strongholds, mm-hmm. break it down. Mm-hmm. But it's going to be through your voice or stories. And so I feel like also that's also why like if the world knows what true Christians are as well, that we're not perfect. We're also broken. The only why we're together is because of Jesus. And we're desperate to cling. I'm getting emotional again. <laughs> desperate to cling on to Jesus. That's why we're here. We're still here. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I wanted the community to hear what really Christians are and not the facade that, oh, Christians are perfect. Christians are fairy tale, like Jaywan said. Mm-hmm. Not. It really isn't. And I want that story to be shown so that the community can relate. Okay, we're the same. It's just that you have Jesus. You're broken too, but you have Jesus. What I want, what you want, what you have. That's the heart, the yeah. heart of it. So when you you notice just being in church here that people weren't, people had the walls up. They weren't yeah. actually expressing, um, yeah, and talking about what's really going on and who they really are. There are some, there are some, but I believe it can't, there can be more. Like what our society needs right now is vulnerability. Because mm-hmm. we're in the times where in, oh, we have to be perfect or you do you. Mm-hmm. We have to be per- perfect. We have to have a level of success now to be something to be heard. And there's no space to be vulnerable anymore. Else you'll be canceled. That's, that's the culture now. Mm-hmm. So we got to fight that. Mm-hmm. And I, and I would even say the problem now is even the word vulnerable is like kind of a buzzword now. Yeah. It's used so much, but it's like the reality is if y- you are perfect and you're putting a, a, a front that you are perfect, then there's perfect people don't need Jesus. Right. Perfect people do not need a savior because you're perfect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but when you recognize and you're able to say, hey, like I think about this thing the wrong way. And like I, I always talk about this with racism I respect someone who can just outright say, hey, I'm racist in these ways. And I recognize that. And we can just have a conversation. I'm not going to get mad about it because that's just one way that they're broken. But I'm broken in uh, similar and different ways in in, in many instances, right? Um, But that unifying thing for the the both of us then becomes, wow, like that person just shared their, their brokenness and their hurt. I, I just responded by sharing my, my hurt and my brokenness. Right. What's the answer to all this? That the answer is the cross that, right. that makes us whole again, that renews us, that renews our mind, that uh, fills our, 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 our spirit and just quenches our, our thirst and yeah. uh, just meets so many needs, gives us peace in our, in our soul, peace in our mind. And um, you feel so much closer to someone what after, yeah. Knowing that you've been through something together or you've shared and, and talked about something something really hard. Yeah. So, okay, I'll say this. What is the challenge for you then when you think about starting that podcast? <laughs> do you think it will be received well? Do you think they'll, you'll, they'll, you'll get pushed back? What, what, do you think, what do you think will happen with it? Um, with the people I started to talk to, like if they're willing to share their testimonies, they're like, I'll pray about it. Some of the, like, let me just go through this season and then I'll share. Mm. There are willing. I already have one recorded. So that's great. That's oh, you, oh, you got it started already. A video though. There we so, go. Yeah. I love it. 
And that that was a surprise because this person won't share anything before. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not like the heaviest, you know, but it's still a start. And I I was so blessed by her courage. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are a lot of pushbacks because I started with prayer first. Like, let's pray together as a group and let's pray about real things. And that's still a slow process. So I'm thinking the podcast will be too mm-hmm. because you're not recorded. You, prayer isn't recorded and they're already feeling that way. So podcast might, might be a little slower. That's how I feel about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and just in general, when you think about what God has put on your heart, the task of, you know, helping to get people out of that, satanic lullaby how has that been for you i know it's a big that's a big it is a big big, i know i I get it like i'm not yes that's a big thing and we need the the power of jesus we need his blood to help us with that i I get that but like even just thinking about you're trying to you know chip at this huge iceberg right yeah um another thing that god showed me was um the burning bush when he caught moses attention and that, again, I felt like oh, this, the one is the voice, the other is the fire, the spark, the passion. Mm. He has a vision for Des Moines to have this fire in this city, mm. a fire for him. Mm. I'm like, okay, how do we start that? It's, again, so big. Um, somebody told me, your voice creates sparks. So like this story, if somebody hears it, it wakes them up. It may be just one person after another. Do you know the starfish story? Mm. It's just like, there's a lot of starfish in the beach and there's a father and son walking um, on the beach and the um, dad is like, this is just too much. Or, but the son wanted to put the starfish back in the ocean because they wanted he wanted to save all the f- starfish and they, they decided, okay, you know what? Let's just do it one starfish at a time. At least we save one starfish at a time. And I feel like that's what... God is doing here in Des Moines specifically. It's just one person at a time. Mm. Sharing your story to one person. And if they awaken, because that one person can reach certain people that mm-hmm. yes. he can only reach, mm-hmm. he or she can only reach. On. So I think that share your story, it'll impact one person. That one person will share their story and then it will be, take a domino effect. And, and we know that all of heaven shouts when even one person saved, right? Yeah. Um, that's so good. And, I think a good takeaway there is like remembering that we all have a role, even if it seems minor, you're so so correct. You could be the one that your story gets Mm -hmm. one person to be on fire for Christ. And that person goes on to become a missionary and, you know, save a whole bunch. You you just, you never know know. how God is going to change hearts. You never know whose heart he's going to change and when he's going to do it. It's all in his control, but we have to be faithful and, and speak and speak the truth. Yeah. Yeah. Share your news. That's one thing that one of my mentors told me to just share your news. Mm. Another thing that Christians, I feel like, are afraid here is because they wanna they wanna be so prepared or like, oh, I need this theology. I need to know this. I need to blah blah blah. Ooh, you go, oh, you're going at the theology. Oh, yeah, really? like, no, but Woo. it's like just God gave you what you have right now, and that's all you need for right now. And that's something I'm learning too. So just share what you have right hmm. now. I mean. <laughs> Um, so, so this is a big one cause you see it in everything. Like there was a, there was a conversation I was around where these two people were talking about, um, 
dance. Both of them were excited about dance. One had a degree and one didn't. Mm-hmm. And they talked about having a dance off. And the immediate sum- assumption of one person was, you're better at dance than me because you have a degree. And I, I almost bursted out laughing because if there's one thing that you don't need a degree in <laughs> to be good at it, yeah. it's like some people have been dancing their right. whole lives yeah. with no degree. So too, but that is how it's it's representative of how people think here. That if you have a degree, you have to have a degree to be qualified. If you don't have that, you're not qualified, right. and there, and you don't know anything. You're not like your value isn't even there because we attach so much of value to your financial earning capacity and all. Um, but you, you go to other countries and what you experience is people who may not have uh, deep theology, may not have this 